Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Soul Survivor Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Bird, along here with my co-host, Ryan Winthrop, and we have a very special guest with us tonight. We have Davey from Season 37, uh, Survivor Dave vs. Goliath. Very, a very special guest with us tonight. We have Davey <laughs> from season 37. Uh, I'm streaming you guys as we talk. You know, you, you, know what's, you know what's hilarious about that is that I actually did that on one of our live streams multiple times and the same exact thing happened to me, which is absolutely hilarious. So it's funny because I've done the same exact thing before. There you go. Gen Xer right now. <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're very excited to have you. Uh, first guest we're having on this season, which is absolutely, absolutely great. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Obviously there's a lot to talk about with season 41, a lot of differences that are, you know, from previous 40 seasons. Um, how are you doing, Davey? I'm doing good, man. Um, uh, you know, I am a big, um, Halloween guy, so I'm excited about the month of October. I just, uh, decorated my house outside this week, like the first of October, you know, and, um, you know, I'm loving the weather shift. I'm here in Atlanta. Where are you guys? We're in New York, Long Island. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not sure what the weather is like there, but it's getting a little cool around mm -hmm. here. So uh, I'm excited about it, man. I love the fall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I, Davey, I was saying to Dylan before the podcast, I know that you are a big Halloween guy, big Walking Dead fan. So yeah, I yeah. said to Dylan, if we're heading into spooky season, we have to have Davey in October for sure. <laughs> oh, man, I've got my Negan bat right here, man. <laughs> there, there you go. <laughs> It's got exactly. some Christmas bills on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, weather, weather's getting a little cooler here also. You know, lo love to see the season change, honestly. I, I'm, I'm a big fall fan as well, so. Absolutely, man. And Survivor right. is back in the fall, you know? Right, I exactly. Love it. And it's so, yeah, exactly. It's so nostalgic for me because, you know, my season um, aired in the fall, too. So I've got all of these emotions, all of these memories coming back, and We've been gone for two years now, and that's why I'm saying yes to all of these podcasts, man. I can't wait to talk Survivor with people, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's great. It was like we had, obviously, we had the long year, you know, year-long, year-plus-long break from Winners at War where, you know, it was just like basically like, uh, you know, Survivor chaos. Everyone was talking about everything. Every like, It was just so great to see, you know, Winners at War, obviously. And then, we, you know, we had a huge uh, year and a half off, and we were just like, like, you know, we would go like three months without podcasting. We're like, all right, there's only so many times we could just keep talking about random stuff. So it's, you know, it's good to have new content to talk about. Absolutely, man. Yeah, I'm geeked. <laughs> yes, but uh, so want to get into season 41. First, just want to remind everyone to hit the like button, subscribe to this channel if you haven't already. You can follow us on Twitter at Soul Survivor Pod. You can follow us on Instagram at Soul Survivor Pod. Uh, subscribe, Apple, Spotify, leave us a good rating, review. Um, I know, Davey, I know you had something you wanted to talk about first. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, I want to give you that opportunity. Yeah, so um, I spoke a little bit about me saying yes to podcasts. Uh, that the only reason that, That's not the only reason I'm saying yes is because Survivor's back, but uh, there's an initiative that we do every year called Hearts of Reality, where some ex-reality stars or current reality stars will venture down to Orlando, Florida, um, and it's kind of just a charity event that we're raising money for uh, kids who are, I don't want to call them, uh, well, yeah, I can call them special needs kids, um, you know, that need a little help when it comes to medical bills and that type of thing. And um, I'm sure you guys will be able to tweet the link whenever this goes live, but I'm raising $500 myself um, just to go towards that cause. And not only uh, did I want to raise awareness on that, but 
also let you know that fans are invited to this. So if that's something that you wanted to um, attend, it's a nice weekend. A lot of ex-reality stars come. Um, they have events uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, we went swimming with dolphins the last time I went. Uh, we have a cool costume party and anything that we do, all of that money goes towards the cause to give kids the world. So yeah, man, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited for it. And any, any donation, any amount that anyone watching wants to donate, I am greatly appreciative of that. But thank you yeah. guys for giving me a, you know, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, so of we, course. I mean, I'll go ahead. Tell I, I was just going to say quick, we, we linked in the, uh, the charity link in the description below. Awesome. So if you're, if you're watching this, um, be sure to donate. Me and Ryan will be donating as well. And I'll also be sure to tweet out the link after uh, we finish recording. Thanks, man. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, Davey, I was looking into it before this podcast and it really is such a great cause. And obviously we, like you said, we encourage everybody if they can to donate to Hearts of Reality, which is uh, through, I think, Give Kids the World. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, I, I was looking it up. It's just a really great um, charity that just focuses on giving children and their families, you know, great memories and great opportunities. So highly encourage everybody to check it out. Absolutely. Thank yep, you. Guys. Absolutely. Yeah, of course. All right. So let's get right into it. Survivor Season 41. Gonna gonna, you know, start with the easy question. What are your just general thoughts on all the changes and, you know, the se this season so far in general? Okay. Um, all right, guys. I'm probably going to upset a lot of people. Love the cast. Love that we have uh, a new initiative to get more people of color on the cast. It seems like they've gone back to season one where there's an age demographic. Loving all of that. However, not a big fan of the twist. <laughs> Some Which of one? The twist, uh, 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 twist plural, actually. Plural. Uh, <laughs> Um, Xander's advantage last week, man. Ah, I didn't care for it, dude. Like, I feel like, okay, yes, you're gonna give it's something new. Okay, that's fun, but he's got to do this every challenge. I don't know if I'm digging that, man, because you know, first of all, he doesn't have his own boat, he doesn't have a boat yet, he can't even use an idol yet. And I feel like they are restricting him from playing the game. You Spend all of this time to come out here and play Survivor. Imagine getting out there and not being able to even vote on your second time. Or was that their first time? Yeah, that was their second time at Tribal. So not, I'm not loving that. Um, the freaking shot in the dark. Dude, I'm still confused. You guys are going to have to explain it to me <laughs> because I am so perplexed to how that even works. If I was on this season and I went up there, uh, I would not. I, I would probably be going home because I, I don't get it. I mean, unless they behind the scenes really explain it to you. I don't really get that. Um, are there any other new twists that I'm forgetting? Yeah, the uh, the the Summit Island where you do the risk slash reward. Okay, okay. I don't hate the Summit Island because, I, you know, I like the uh, fact that, you know, you get to meet that one person from another tribe. Um, that's going to help with downtime with the original tribes because that person that goes to that island, what are we calling it? Exile Island? What are they calling it? Just... There's no name for it. People are people, people joking around like, oh, how's there no name for this place if they're going to go there every episode? <laughs> okay, well, no name island. <laughs> um, that So the people who do get to go there, they'll get to go back to their original tribes and there will be story time for hours and hours. And that's going to help with the down, the downtime. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm liking that aspect, but the other two twists. And then of course the... How many days is it? 24, 29? Uh, 26, I think. 20, 26 days. 
Um, I understand why it's 26 days. We're in a freaking pandemic, dude. I work for the CDC. I know. I know this stuff, okay? But please just don't let this be a permanent thing, Jeff. I mean, please just let it be temporary because I even feel like, you know, the castaways, they won't even have as strong a bond after the game because it's, it's less days. And I really think that having those 39 days, I mean, granted, everyone doesn't last 39 days, but being on an island with these people, people that I now call family for 36 days, I think that that has a lot to do with me staying out there so long. And I, I want that for them, you know? I don't want them restricted from that opportunity because it's all a part of, you know, playing Survivor. Those are my thoughts. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I completely agree with a lot of those thoughts. I think Dylan and I said on our last podcast, we also were not a big fan of the beware advantage where yeah. you have these advantages that instantly uh, put that player at a big disadvantage. I think we saw this um, a few seasons ago with Jamal where he takes the uh, the string from the tree. Oh, He's like, oh, I'm going to go to the island of the island and he loses his boat that night. So I, I feel like in, in the case of Tony, where Tony beat extortion, it's nice to see people overcome that disadvantage, yeah, but right. I, I don't think we like when it actively puts players at a big disadvantage just for looking for an idol or playing the game. Yeah, man. I, I, I don't... So do they literally have to uh, say this thing each each challenge? Is that what it's going to go until he's able to uh, get a call back from the other tribes? Is yeah. That it? So so here's a so here's the thing. So quick before before I get into that, I I think my my thoughts on the beware advantage. I think I, I'm kind of on the same page as you. Is I love the, I think the cast is great. Yeah. Um, I mm. think um, I think that the advantages. I like the summit advantage, but I think that the beware advantage is a little bit too much i think i think having some sort of advantage like that is cool i just think it went too far if yeah. you're like if, if i'm looking at an advantage if i find you know the goal of survivor one of your goals going out there is you want to find advantages so you know xander you know did it he found the advantage and it, even if it says beware on it you're like well really how bad could it be well this right. is pretty much the worst it could possibly be <laughs> worst. um the worst plus plus having to say the phrases now in terms of that i think they have to say it every single time um, but Xander does not have to be the first one to say it. So for example, like he could, what I would do if I were him is I would wait next time to see if yeah. anyone else says it yeah. first. Cause if he's just saying that first, every time he's going to look really fishy. But like, if like somebody says a very weird phrase neck, like first before him, then he could kind of play it off. Like, and say it and be like, oh, he said a weird phrase. Like he said a weird phrase. Oh, I said this weird phrase last challenge. Like that's funny. Like he got like played off like that. But I definitely don't think he could be the first one to say it next time because that would just sink, possibly sink his game. What I wish they would have done is, in the rules, just say that he only has to say it once, and then that next person gets to say it their time, and the third person gets to say it their time. And it's like maybe at the bottom of the screen, a green light lights up, a blue light lights up, a yellow light lights up, and go. The idol's okay. You can play yeah. now. But uh, you know, you know, Jeff, man, he he likes to throw these twists in there, and it's a new era. So he's he's. I don't. I don't know. We'll we'll see how it goes. I, I I'm I'm about sixty percent no right now. We'll see. If that, <laughs> uh, we'll see if that changes as the season uh, continues. I yeah. actually went back and reread the parchment that was uh, I think posted online, and it sounds like if those three idols are not found until the merge, I think that's when they get their votes back. So there's a chance that whenever the merge is. <laughs> He may not be able to vote until either all three idols are found, or because he can't lose his vote the whole game, it may be given back to him at the merge. So that that's really rough. 
Well, hey, good on Evie, good on Liana, good on Tiffany for keeping him, knowing that, you know, he's strong in the challenges and we've got him in arm's reach where if we want to use him, we can use him. If we don't want to use him, we can vote him out. He can't mm-hmm. do anything about it, you know? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I would hope, I mean, you would think that like, production is like hoping they're hoping the idols are found because that would just yeah. be a massive fail if like right find the idols and then like xander just gets screwed because of that mm-hmm. so like i'm hoping i'm hopeful that at least one will be found probably tomorrow and then maybe maybe hopefully both but maybe one and then maybe one the next episode and but even so that their their tribe has been so bad at the challenges that that may just that may be too long like it, he may he may he may end up you know getting booted because of that Right, man. Like, and I wonder, you know, with this being a new era, is there even going to be a swap? (laughs) Are we going to keep these same tribes up until merge? If so, they're in some deep waters here, man. Ah, We'll see. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and you mentioned you mentioned before Shot in the Dark. So again, another thing that we were definitely slightly confused of because I left the first episode thinking like, oh, they could do that every single time. But now people are saying you could only do it once. So, oh. so, so I think that it's only available once to you with, uh, in the game, um, which is why that people who have been on the, on the block have been so probably hesitant to use it is cause like, well, if I end up being safe, then this is the last time I could use it. Uh, um, so I think, so I think one time as in, they won't even be able to use it during the merge too, you think I, I see well, that's maybe the thing I'm resets, not sure of. Maybe, I don't maybe, know. maybe it resets, but I, I also think they weren't exactly clear about that. Definitely mm-hmm. in the first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other people were saying, well, if like one person does it and gets safe, does that mean that nobody else could land on safe? Or does that mm-hmm. mean like, so we really don't really know the answer to that. I think personally, I think it probably just resets. So like two people probably could land on safe. It's probably okay. just an extremely slim chance of that happening. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes a little more sense, but like I'm saying, it's still a little cloudy if, there. <laughs> if if that is if that is the case, then I think I like it because it's like it's limited. There's small chance, so like it, it kind of gives you like a glimmer of hope, like a hail mary type thing. Yeah. yeah. Um. Um. And like, okay, if you're like really, really in trouble, but the thing is that Xander can't, can't even use it because you have to sacrifice your vote in order to use it. So he's like completely like that's why it's like very overpowering advantage, the beware advantage, if you do find it. So, and, and I'm curious to see if, you know, if somebody else finds it on the other tribe, like right now, it looked like that Evie told Deshaun like kind of what was going on with that. So like he knows now. So is, if he, is he going to even open it when he, when he finds it or is he going to give it to somebody uh, else? To open? Like, I think that like kind of, it like, it like adds a layer of strategy. Like maybe he'll like, maybe he'll like tell somebody first, like, this is what happens when you open it do you want to do it? <laughs> like, you know, like something like that. So I, I think it just adds another layer of strategy as well. But yeah, that'd be interesting, man. Uh, DVS D red is what he's, he's calling himself. So, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he will try to, uh, you know, start some, uh, start some pandemonium there and, and, and not tell them exactly what it is and give the advantage to an ally. That'd be fun to see. Yeah. Yeah. I'm down for that. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. You're right. You're, Oh, oh, Ryan, you go. You go. I was gonna say, actually, speaking of Devious D Rad, I wanted to bring him up for a second because I didn't mention this in our recap. Uh, maybe they didn't show it in the show, Davey, but I really liked how, at least from what we saw, Deshaun wasn't as willing to give up information as Evie. Now, Evie said, I'll give up information, but I'll give up other people's secrets, not my secrets, which I think is fine as long as you do it in moderation. Deshaun seems to be, you know, keeping cards more close to the vest and 
maybe he shared a little bit of information, but I guarantee you he wouldn't have been as forthcoming as Evie. So I just wanted to ask you, you know, I feel like Deshaun seems like he could be a really good player, especially if he's not going to be, you know, so willing to give up that information possibly. Right, dude. And let me just speak about Deshaun. Uh, he's he's probably the first one that I knew personally. I didn't know him before. Okay, let me take that back. I did know him before he left, but he didn't tell me he was leaving. <laughs> ah, okay. So when he got back, I'm like, what, dude, you made it? <laughs> Hell yeah, congrats. You should have told me so I could give me some advice, but hey, man, you got covered. <laughs> but no, no, I, I, I agree. I think that Deshaun is he's in a good spot to where he doesn't have to let anyone know about this thing. He he could if he'd like, but I think he's just going to need to think it through. And in fact, he's also made an ally in, in Evie. I mean, well, it seems he may have made an ally in Evie. Evie could really just be telling him these things to make him think he has an ally. And then when Merge comes, he doesn't actually have an ally. So it could work in both of their favors. Um, yeah, the totems, the the, the pole is, uh, uh, the pit, what is it? The pendulum, pendulum is shaking on both of their sides. So, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, but I'm liking, I'm liking Deshaun's position on his tribe right now. Um, I do see that there's probably going to be some uh, things happening with them soon, according to the uh, uh, preview. So I don't know who's going to win immunity or what, but uh, I'm ex- I'm excited to see more from the Blue Tribe because they've won everything. So we haven't really got to dig deep into them yet. As a matter of fact, I think we got someone there that's very purple, right? Is that Heather? Right, and uh, and Erica, honestly, a little bit also. I oh, kind yeah. of both, both yeah. haven't really been yeah. shown, yeah. but I. Yeah. Personally, like if we were like, you know, going to go into straight into superlatives right now, if we were to say like the two like, like buy low type players, I would probably give it to both of them because it both seems like they'd be pretty good socially, but they, we haven't really got any of them yet strictly just because they've been, they, they've been winning. And yep. basically the only time we've seen them is either Danny going to the summit, Deshaun going to the summit or yeah. Nasir like running around the jungle and like, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, so, dude, it doesn't that suck? Like that's the catch 22 of playing Survivor. When you go out there, you want to win, but if you're gonna win, you you run the risk of not being shown the first few episodes. Right. So it's like, do I want to lose just so that I have some good screen time, or do I want to just you know fight it all the way through so I can win that million in the end? Which I mean, people say it's all about the menu. No, man, it's it's about the experience too. You want to be seen. You want your family to watch the show, and you have great moments like that. And for you to be winning, you're kind of restricting them of that. But it's, it's a catch-22, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I am glad, though, that we did see Deshaun. And I, and I do want to see more of the Blue Tribe, the Lubu yeah. Tribe, because we've seen them the least uh, mm-hmm. of these two episodes. Uh, Davey, one question I wanted to ask you, because Dylan and I discovered this after our recap. Did you happen to see the secret scene that uh, was from episode two that wasn't on the air? I did. I think I may have seen it on Reddit. I don't think I watched it with my full attention. I probably was doing something else. But was it like, was Heather saying she had a dream or something? Yeah. 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 So um, <laughs> this is great. And, and and this is why Dylan and I were texting and we were saying we really hope we see more of the Lubu tribe and we see yeah. more of Heather because Heather seems like she could be a really fun character on the yeah, show. Yeah. From what the scene shows, <laughs> she says to um, the tribe in front of everybody that she had a dream. And in the dream, I think 
Sydney stole her tr- her torch, and she kept saying, "You stole my torch." And Sydney's like, "I didn't mean to steal your torch. It was a dream." And then Heather says in the confessional, "I made the whole thing up. I didn't have this dream. It was a fake dream." But she says, "I want to target Sydney, and I'm hoping by me." putting this into the ether that they want to target Sydney as well. So. <laughs> I love it, man. And what I was saying, Heather's my homegirl. She's in South Carolina, you know, I'm from South Carolina. And yeah. I went to uh, Charleston last week and I tried to meet up with her, but she was, she was moving and all of that stuff. But yeah, I love that, man. That's, that's gameplay there. Like for you to come up with a dream just to get someone out. The only thing is I hate not knowing what's going on with their tribe to make, to put Heather and Sydney at odds. I mean, they haven't shown us anything about that. So that's a little frustrating, but I, yeah. And and it makes you wonder like, why wouldn't they put that in the episode if, uh, you know, it's going to hurt Lugo down, Lugo down, down the line. So I don't know, man, what, what's your thought? My, my guess is that my guess is that Heather, I think that one of these two episodes coming up is probably going to be like a Heather episode is like, okay. we keep getting like, we keep getting like all these like backstories, but like, they kind of like are like, I think they're spreading it out a little bit. Cause like they can't fit everybody in one episode. Mm-hmm. So I think that like, they're waiting probably for either blue to be in trouble or, blue to have a big moment and then like she'll get the backstory like she also wasn't in the challenge last time like she sat at the challenge like there wasn't like a ton of her in the episode or like a lot to show i'm honestly i'm surprised like that didn't make the air but i guess they chose like nazir the nazir thing over time time for all these twists apparently yeah so man the twist and then um the backstories which i i like the backstories because it reminds you of the uh old school survivor and it lets you get a little more attached to the players um but you know what you know what a solution is give us two hours of survivor every week yeah (laughs) exactly i agree I mean, MTV Challenge, they do it. They, I think it's like an hour and 30 minutes. I'll take that, you know. Shoot, man. Come on, Jeff. You want to start to talk about a new era? What better way than to give us more Survivor, you know? Yeah. No, I, I would love if we can get more backstories of these players. to get. To, I mean, I think this week we saw Deshaun and also Nasir. They were the two backstories we got this week. I think the first week we saw uh, Tiffany. We saw a little bit of Jeannie. We saw a little bit of um, Evie as well, I think. So I, I really want to see more of these players. So I think the backstory will be really great to see and i would love to have hour and a half episodes to really capture it all um i also really quickly davy wanted to go back and revisit what you were saying about you know evie and liana and tiffany so really quickly what were your thoughts about them deciding to vote out voce it sounded like from this from the looks of it it sounded like liana and um evie were maybe in the swing position where they could have voted out tiffany or they could have voted out xander and then tiffany said no i want to vote out voce instead so what were your thoughts about what happened at the yellow tribe the yase tribe well man first of all this was a blind side to everyone <laughs> themselves well voce himself and the audience because i did not see it coming and i should have said this before uh before the podcast but i have been spoiled every season after my own. This is the first season that I'm going into unspoiled. So I'm really? watching it. Yeah, I'm watching it with a different lens. And I'm like, damn, I thought I thought I could pick out this editing stuff, but no, I'm not getting it at all. <laughs> um, but no, I, I I didn't, I didn't, I didn't agree with the decision up front, uh, just from uh me putting myself in the player's shoes. But after thinking about it for a while, I'm like, okay. This makes sense because, like I said, they have Xander at bay. He doesn't have a vote. 
He's great in challenges, so he's not really a threat to to your safety in the game at this point. Uh, Voce is kind of because he has a vote. He he could find an idol, you know. So you never know with him. Um, and then when it comes to the totem pole, it seems like, and I'm th- I'm speaking on Liana's behalf here. Yeah. It seems like if Evie Xander and Voce were in an alliance, then. Leanna is the fourth person in that alliance. So you vote out Tiffany, they lose again. Who's next? Leanna is. Yeah. So um, now, you know, I, I don't think it's a big deal that, it, that, that they decided to go with Voce. They could have went with Xander, and I think it could have went either way. But I don't think it hurts them at all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, per- personally, I thought it was the right move. And the reason I say that is because I think Voce could have been a, a very threatening player down the line. I actually think he did a very good, like, because like oh, everyone read, like, the pregame stuff and was like, oh, this guy's going to be, like, the biggest villain of the season. <laughs> but, like, I think he did a relatively good job, at least from what we saw, of, like, almost, like, keeping quiet and, like, keeping his threat level down, at least so he thought. Again, I don't think, like, that's the reason he went home. Yeah. Um, I think that I think that they probably saw that, like, all right, maybe he could be a big threat later. Um, like right now we like, we know where Xander, where the, where all the advantages are. Like Xander has told us everything. So maybe we could use that to our advantage later in the game. If we go to emerge with Xander and like, mm-hmm. we say, we saved him this time, maybe he'll save us another time. So I think that like, possibly that's what was going through their mind. And they thought it was like, maybe Voce would be the one to flip later on. And like, you know, so I think, I think that it was the right move. Obviously we'll, we'll see what happens with Xander. And Xander, Xander. <laughs> I mean, and this could be his game, but Xander seems so trustworthy to me. Like, you can confide in that guy. And I think that has a lot to do with Evie making her decision. Like, I think she even had a confessional about, you know, Xander trusting her. And maybe she was like, yeah, let's keep Xander because, you know, if we do make it to the merge or we do make it to the swap, you know, he does. He might have an idol eventually. Maybe he'll use that idol on on one of us. You never know. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think it's tough because uh, I think you're right. Xander does seem very trustworthy and he's, he's young. He's, I think he's like 20 years old. He seems very impressionable. He seems like he wants to do the right thing and tell the truth. So that's probably why they wanted to keep him. Um, and I do feel bad for Voce because it seems like he didn't do that much wrong. Right. And, and listen, Davey, you know, you were on a, a, uh, you were on a, a season where there were three tribes at one point and there's very few places to hide. You, you were also, when you guys swapped, you also started in the minority with Elizabeth against the three Goliath. So three tribes is tough. There's very few places to hide and it takes only one thing to go the wrong way. If, even if you do nothing wrong and then you're just kind of screwed. Yeah, man. Three, three tribes is tough. And imagine three tribes from the beginning. It's like, gosh, yeah. Ugh, you don't have anywhere to hide. It's just the six of us. Somebody's got to go home. And then, yeah, it, 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 it's it's not a great situation. But yeah, like I said, I was excited to see uh, Voce. I was calling him David because, you know, I'm a Davey. And his, yeah. his name is Dave, David. But, you know, I was excited to see a David go far, you know. <laughs> but hey, I guess, I, guess, I mean... Voce second chance. Let's see. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I. And then the other thing I want to talk about quickly before we get into the superlatives, we haven't mentioned the Green Tribe really at all. Um, the Ua Tribe. Oh yeah. Oh, I they're Ua. they're my they're they're my favorite tribe so far. I think they have like the perfect blend of like every character on the season. Like I think like I love JD. I love Shan. And then like there's like we haven't really seen Jeannie yet, but you can kind of tell that like she's going to be a character possibly down the road. Brad is just like the like Keith Nail type where he's like such like a wild card. Like he's just going to be straightforward. And like I feel like every season needs a guy like that. 
Um, so I, I'm, and then obviously Ricard also, who's like kind of looks like he's kind of being the villain, possibly or they're editing in that way. But like, I, I think it's like a perfect blend of players and characters. And I'm just excited to see how that ends up playing out. Yeah, man. I'm really excited. Yeah. I, I think my bias is showing, but I think that, um, the green tribe is probably my favorite tribe as well. Um, you've got Shan who's a Canadian. We've got, uh, I'm so happy that we finally have some Canadians that are actually mm-hmm. Canadians. I mean, not to say much about, um, I can't even think what his name was, but yeah, I think that the, this is a great representation of, of Canada to have her on there. Uh, we've got Ricard on there, you know, his story's amazing. We've got uh, JD, and let me just talk about JD. Actually, hold on, let me talk about Shan and Ricard and why I'm so high up on them. I'm so high up on them because casting, they specifically, well, I'm saying in my mind, they specifically sought these two out because they have large followings on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the fact that you're reaching out to uh, black players or Latino players who have large followings, which means that other black people will watch the show because she's on. Other Latino people will watch the show because he's on. And then the next cycle, it's easier to cast. So right. I don't know if they did that intentionally, but I love that they did that. Um, and then with JD, man, I'm so high up on JD because you know, I came on Survivor and my story was to be the blurred. There had never been someone to say they were a blurred on TV before. And I was the first person to do that. And what I loved about that, I sound so pompous right now, but what I love, <laughs> <laughs> what I love about them showcasing that is they were showing us that there are different types of black men. There's, you know, they had the they had James, they had Jeremy, which you know, they're similar, the, the bulky challenge piece. Um, you know, they have uh, Wendell, they have Earl, the smart um, strategic guys. And now we've got, they had Jeremy on my season, which was the gay black guy. They had Carl on my season, which was the black cowboy. They had me on my season, which was the black nerd. And I say all that to say is I've never seen a black surfer type guy mm-hmm. until I met JD. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so high up on it because the surfer archetype is probably one of my favorite archetypes. Like I love Wu. Uh, I love Devin. I love all of that. And so we've got a black guy who's a surfer type, man. I'm, I'm, I'm just really high up on that. Um, Brad too, man. I love that Brad is an older gentleman. Um, I've already got him pitted for your question about one of the superlatives later. I just oh. love that he's he's one of those guys that looks like they got what it takes. And and a lot of people on Twitter were shocked that he was going to be uh this guy, this this uh this surprise. But I always knew I saw in the pregame press he was gonna be the type of guy that was gonna be the Tony Vlachos type that was gonna mm-hmm. be running amok, and I'm really high up on him. Now, who am I forgetting? There's one more, right? No, there's two more. Um a uh, genie, genie, and uh, did you mention Ricard yet? Yeah, I mentioned Ricard. Maybe I, maybe there was one I think that's one. it. There's, there's only five, there's five left because they already voted. There's one only out. five. That's right, because they yeah. already voted Abraham out. <laughs> Wait, no, it wasn't Sarah. Abraham. Sarah, they already voted Sarah, Sarah out. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, and and genie, isn't she from? Isn't she Canadian as well? 
I think she's no, I, from. I, I, I think it's. I think Erica is the other Canadian. I think Erica is the other Canadian. Right. Okay, okay. I know. I know who you're talking about, Jeannie. Now, um, yeah, we haven't seen a lot from Jeannie right now. I mean, we did get a little bit of her backstory, which is which is good too. You know, just to have, and that's why I love the backstories because had they not given me that, maybe I wouldn't know as much about Jeannie. But yeah. I'm really high up on Green Tribe, and um, I love Shan, and I, I hope she does well. Uh, I can tell she's going to go far because I don't think that the editors would spend time on making her a theme song if it wasn't something they could use again. So I, I'm real high up on Shan, too. Yeah, no, no. We are we are big Shan fans, or I guess Shan stands on this podcast. Yeah. Like, they wouldn't have given her a theme if she wasn't going to make it far. Right. Um I, I love the self-branding of she calls herself the, the Mafia Pastor. Yeah, I, I really is. think she's going to be great TV and yeah, no, we also, Davey, we were super high on JD uh, in the preseason. I, I said to Dylan that I read his bio and then I looked at his video. And you know, there's there's some people where they start talking and you can't help but smile. Yeah. He started talking and I smiled instantly. <laughs> he has that likability. And I know he had kind of a a shaky week one because Ricard was like honed in on him right away. Yeah. But I really, I, I have a lot of high hopes for both JD and Shan and that whole tribe. So I'm really excited. Yeah. Yeah, my my thing with I love JD. I think I was telling Ryan in our recap podcast, I was saying I think that the first episode JD got like the David Wright type of edit where like he was like on the block, yeah. like but like mm-hmm. they made you feel something for him and then he yeah. ends up saying so now like he already like he already has a ton of fans. But I actually didn't know the thing uh that you mentioned about like um a few of the players already having like big TikTok followings. Yeah. Like I, I work in social media, so like I know I know you I know you do too. Yeah, right? man, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So <laughs> So I think like like that's awesome to me, first of all, because like I see so many talented people like every day when I'm like looking through stuff. Um, and I, I think it's great, like especially like in terms of like growth of the game and growth of the show also. Yep. I think I think Danny, of course, Danny has a large following too. He's an ex-cowboy. Um right. Danny, yeah, Danny, Shan, and Ricard. Um, yeah, they have I mean their followings are larger than mine. And who's to say I'm anybody, but I, I was on the show before them. But yeah, like they've got a fan base already. I love it. I just love it. Yeah, no, I think it's great. But yeah, let's get right to the superlatives part now. Okay. Uh Ryan, do you want to take it away and start it off? Yeah, sure. So Davey, uh, last time we did the superlatives, it's a new podcast we're trying out where every week we recap the episodes right after the episode airs. And then we're trying out a second podcast just to give everybody more content where we go into some like high school yearbook type of superlatives where we want to get people's perspectives on the players in the game as of that week. So Davey, I have a few questions that we asked last week that are just generic superlatives. And then I saved some Davey Rickenbacker superlatives hey. for the end uh, for the last few. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so I want to ask you Davey first, who do you think was the best strategist of the episode? Um, I'm giving the best strategist hands down to Evie. I mean, she, she, and forgive me, I'm not sure, you know, if she uh, prefers to go by she or they, but she was the person that was, uh, she, she, she took it, uh, she, she didn't take it, uh, personally that the Blue Tribe sent her to, uh, No Name Island again, which was good on her part. She, she went in there full-fledged and was able to make an ally there. Um, she was already in with the guys on her tribe to where uh, she made them feel so comfortable that Xander even shared the note with her. You don't share the note, Xander. <laughs> you can tell them, but you don't share the note because you have room to go with that. You can make up anything. But hey, that's a story for another day. Um, she She's in good with the women, um, you know, to where she can share that information that Xander shared with her with them. Um, she was key. She was a key to the puzzle of her getting back from No Name Island. Like, 
They didn't even want to move forward with any types of plans until she came. So, yeah, Evie's getting my MVP for episode two, at least. Yeah, totally. I, I completely agree with that. I also have Evie as best strategist. Now, the thing that I'm a little bit worried about with, uh, with Evie is that I think that she could be possibly playing a little bit too hard too early. Yeah. Like, I think like if you're once they go into maybe already that they're kind of realizing that she could be the threat or could be like the ringleader. And mm -hmm. I think that Lee and Ryan mentioned this on the recap podcast and honestly didn't cross my mind, but I think Liana's doing a great job of positioning herself I love, I love right, 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 <laughs> right behind. So like she could obviously have a say in the moves while also not being the person seen for having the say in the moves and possibly, you know, go for it that way. So exactly. And that's why I said in the beginning, you know, Liana was very aware if she was going to vote Tiffany off, that she would be at the bottom of that totem pole. And now that they got rid of Voce instead, she's probably number two to Evie. So, and number two is a great place to be on Survivor um, yeah. until you get to the end, you know? <laughs> of course. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure, Lee, I'm, I'm looking this up right now. I'm pretty sure she's a college student that goes to Georgetown, I think. And I think she's, I want to say she's like doing like a law student. So Liana oh, really? is very bright. She's very bright. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, Davey, my next question for you is, who, in your opinion, was the best character of the episode? Who did you just enjoy watching the most? <laughs> um, I enjoyed watching Brad in the beginning, of course, because, you know, I mean, that's my favorite type of player, Tony. You know, the guy that's going to be running and hiding in the bushes. And though they didn't show a lot of it on my season, I was doing a little bit of that on the island. Um, I think that if I would have won, you would have saw all of that. But of course, because I didn't, yeah. they didn't show it. But yeah, man, I love when it's somebody that's going to uh, throw a monkey wrench in the plan, that's going to be a little bit chaotic, that's going to be a little bit, you know, on his own plan and not worried about what anybody else is doing. So I think that, yeah, he... Uh, Brad would get the character for me. Um, let me see what else happened in this episode two. Are there any other front runners? I can't think of any other the, front the runners. Seer, the Sears, the oh, Sears, the Sears. Well. Yeah. What am I He's, thinking, man? You know, it's funny is I'm so happy that they that they gave him that type of segment. And I think the reason they did it is because the first episode made him look like he was in such right. trouble yeah. and like. And like that, like I, I don't think he got necessarily a fair edit in the first episode, yeah. you know. But uh, but I think that the second episode completely made up for it. Like great story. Like clearly everybody said like they need him at camp because he's just like that guy that does everything and he knows how to you know operate. And very likable guy. So yeah, mm. I, I, you know, I say for best character, it's between him and Brad as a uh, for sure for that episode. Dude, too. no, Nasir gets best best character on and off the field. You guys gotta <laughs> follow him on TikTok. His TikTok is hilarious. He, really? has his, wow. he has his son and his daughter, um, you know, because English wasn't his first language. And his son and his daughter, well, his daughter will come and they'll give him American phrases and ask him, what do you think this means? Like, she'll ask, <laughs> Dad, what do you think? Uh, that's how the cookie crumbles means. <laughs> he like, I don't know, crumbling cookies? <laughs> Oh, it's hilarious, great. man. You gotta check him out. But yeah, I, I love, love this here. And I love the way that they're piecing these edits together because I'm not 100% sure, but I think that some of the footage that they were showing on his flashback or on his uh inside him, I think some of that was Fiji. I'm not really sure. I think that was some <laughs> editing everything. tricks there, yeah. Wow. No, that is funny. I need to check out this TikTok now. That's crazy. Gotta yeah. check it out, man. It's hilarious. <laughs> okay. So, all right. So then, so that was like just first two very simple uh, superlatives. I, I guess let's just go a bit deeper for a second. 
these two superlatives are going to be on opposite ends of the spectrum here. I want to ask you first, who do you think going forward into next week is in the best position? Who is in the best position? Um, Should I do of each tribe or just in general whatever whatever you want okay um i think the person that's in the best position on the green tribe or the Ua tribe Ua. Is, is chantelle man she's 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 an ally with uh ricard she's an ally with uh jd she's in the preview you see her excited with brad she's like in the perfect spot man the mafia pastor is doing it <laughs> yeah um on the blue tribe deshaun's probably at the top of my list right now man he's got that information he's the only person on this tribe that's made an ally i mean you could say that danny made an ally with jd and xander but it it seemed it didn't seem as cold cut as with evie and deshaun so i i think i'd, I'd have deshaun up plus he knows that there's an idol out there now he knows how the, well you know he knows the t- uh the t- the tech uh, the technical, um, you know, uh, of, of of finding the idol and, and what and what you have to say with the idol. So I think Deshaun's in the best spot on that tribe. As far as the, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of their name. Lulu? I think Yase. Yase. As far as Yase is concerned, um, I'm drawing a blank. Remind me who was on there again. That's um, uh, Tiffany, Liana, Evie, yeah, and Xander. Yeah. The one we've been talking about this whole time. Um, <laughs> uh, Evie's, I think Evie's in. No, 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 no. Yeah, I'm gonna give it to Liana. I'm gonna give it to Liana just because you know Evie's been forthcoming with information, and I think she's been a little too forthcoming at times with telling everyone things. And I think Liana is, you know, just taking note of all of that, and she's in a good spot not to be the most uh ah, personal and tribe but you know kind of just playing the middle and playing how I, I you know i think i played in the beginning and and she's very very well aware and she knows she knows the um well xander's already got the clue for the item but she knows how how these idols are, are found now and what the paper says too i think because every shared it with her so yeah i'd say leanna's probably in the best spot there yeah, I, I would go with Liana from that tribe because of the reasons we just spoke about. Shan for sure and Uwa. Again, she's just she has it in with everybody. And it's almost mm-hmm. like it's a it's like it almost looks a lot better for her than it does for Evie because she doesn't look like she's controlling things where Evie right. does. So I think that she has like that like uh like perfect spot also socially. And then I think that obviously Deshaun in a good spot for uh, the blue tribe, but I would also say Danny is definitely surprised oh, me. Yeah. Everyone see everyone, and I, I. The reason I say surprise is because a lot of times the pro athletes don't normally do well. Right. So like a lot of people probably saw it and were like, "Oh, like could be pre-merge type of guy." But mm-hmm. who, you know, I, I think that the entire tribe trusts him. Uh, obviously, really good at challenges. So I and, and did the water challenge for the tribe. So I think that everyone seems to trust him. Told the exact truth when he got back from yeah. the summit, um, mm-hmm. and everyone believed him. So I think that he's in a great spot right now as well. Yeah, I like Danny, man. I feel like I know him, dude. I don't know. His his relationship with Deshaun in that first episode kind of reminds me of me and Carl's relationship in that first episode. So maybe that's why I'm high up on him. But yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. you're right. Yeah, yeah. Danny's definitely um, doing pretty good as well. What yeah, do you think? Absolutely. What do you think, Ryan, for the three? For the three, uh, definitely Shan, from what I've seen so far. She seems to be in good with everybody. I can say that there's another player on that tribe who has a, that type of relationship with each other player on that tribe. So definitely Shan. Um, on the uh, Luvu tribe, the blue tribe, I, I feel like Deshaun is in a good spot. The one that surprised me is that so far from what we've seen from the edits, we haven't seen a lot of Sydney. 
uh, Davy, Dylan and I were very worried about Sydney in the preseason. We thought she was going to be very bold, very, uh, listen, if they don't like me, I don't care. I thought she could have been an early boot, but she seems to be, at least from the secret scene, she was confiding with Deshaun about Heather's dream. So I feel like I could say Deshaun, Danny, or maybe even Sydney, but we'll see. And then mm-hmm. I feel like for the uh, Yellow Tribe, Yase, I would say Evie, because she's in good with uh, both Xander and also the women. But if not Evie, then definitely Le- Liana. Mm. I'm going to disagree with you on Sydney, and I'm going to tell you why. And it's mm-hmm. it's it's behind the scenes, but it's not like Survivor alumni behind the scenes. It's okay. like social okay. media behind the scenes. Like I've been paying a close attention to what she posts on her stories, and she seems a little bitter towards her tribe on, the, on the things that she's posting. So I'm a little, I'm a little worried about Sydney there, man. Like on some of the stories, she'll put emojis over her tribe's faces or or wipe them out on on the story. Oh, no. So uh, somebody burn her on that tribe. So I don't know. Oh, no. Here's here's what I'm thinking, and we could honestly go into most likely we voted out next with this, yeah. um, which is the next superlative. So That's most likely we voted out next. Um, if I had to go one from each tribe, I think actually Sydney is in trouble, and it's this is almost editing. Um, an editing reason for it they're showing her a lot they're not showing the other two girls a lot um so i feel like she's gonna play some sort of role early yeah. um and also i just kind of feel like she's she almost seems to be in the middle or like trying to play the middle like she's like talking to everybody um i think but i think the guys are pretty tight on that tribe mm-hmm. um so I, I just think she would be the odd person out possibly and like even though deshaun is like talking to her and it looks like they may have an alliance like i could easily just see her as being like the loud person who's easy to vote out first mm. Yeah, and then in the preview, I see it looks like she's going to Ghost Island or something. Did you guys read yeah. that? Yeah, that, that was weird. I, I'm curious, like, is there going to be the summit every time? Like, I don't think so. Like, maybe they're just going to have it here and there, and maybe they'll just have like other islands pop up. I, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with you. I think I think she's in trouble. Um, I, I, and and I'm going solely, and maybe that's why they don't like players posting on their social media. But I I'm I'm totally reading into that. <laughs> Listen, I, think- I mean, Davy, I not not to tie it back to your season again, but I feel like uh, Sydney's is clearly she wants to play um, a strong game. She clearly um, she could be a strong female player. Could you see her potentially? And this is just a weird thought I had. Could you see her because of the emojis where she's blocking at people's faces? Maybe like in an in a Natalia spot where she gets swapped with some of her tribe members and they flip on her at a swap. Maybe that's why she's a bit embittered. Oh yeah, I could see that. And it, what's so funny is she reminds me of Natalia. I a was lot. just thinking, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, good catch, dear man. Yeah, maybe that's it. <laughs> I, if I, I would not be surprised if we come back here for episode five or six whenever there is a swap and we're talking about Sydney got swap screwed or right. Sydney got voted out at the swap potentially. <laughs> I yeah. guess now for the for the other two tribes, I would say that for Green, it's kind of tough to tell who's in most in danger. I feel like they're going to keep winning for some reason because I just yeah. I can't like envision any of those five going out. Obviously, no if they lose, obviously if they lose, they're going to have to vote someone out. And right now, if I had to guess. It would probably be Jeannie, but strictly because she just seems out of the loop on strategy. Like there's no mm-hmm. reasoning much more behind that. Um, but I think that it so I, I kind of almost want to skip over the green tribe for this because I don't think uh-huh. we have enough info. Um, uh-huh. but um, and again, I a lot of people may say Brad with that just because he's been like, but I think I think Brad is gonna make the merge. I, that's just my opinion. I think he's a uh-huh. great character. I think I, hope, I, hope he, he I think I think people people will like want to align with him because he's so straightforward. Um, they just gotta worry about like him like being too straightforward with other people but uh, mm-hmm. uh now in terms of the yase tribe the yellow tribe 
I guess I would have to go with Xander strictly right now just because he doesn't have a vote, and it looks like the three uh, girls are strong there. Um, now, Tiffany, I think she could also be in trouble as well, but I, I, I don't know. Like, it, it's gonna, I think it's going to completely depend on next challenge and what happens next episode. Tiffany is actually from, from my hometown. Like, oh, actually, really? Oh, cool. Which is, which is, which is hilarious, um, so rooting for her. But uh, I don't know. I'm a little bit worried for her because – I, I don't know, like they, it, it almost like they were foreshadowing it something with her, like kind of getting a little bit paranoid. Um, I don't know if like, that's something that they want to like carry along with them for a while. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. I think, I think, I think Xander's going to be fine. I think it's going to be Tiffany only yeah. because, you know, I, I was paying attention, close attention to Leanna's facial expressions while Tiff, Tiffany was getting a little skittish and Leanna was hilarious, hilarious, hilariously annoyed yeah. by some of the things that she was saying. And I don't know, it might, it might end up being type of uh, Kagayan brains tribe situation where uh, it ends up being Spencer, um, uh, Tasha and uh, Cass going into the merge, and they end up having to cut Jatia, who would be the Tiffany. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm feeling it's going to be that type of thing. So we'll see. That's what that's what Ryan's been saying. That's what a lot oh, of people really? Yeah. <laughs> about about what the the Kakiyan parallel. Kakiyan parallel. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it's almost eerie that like it's a tribe that keeps losing. They vote out uh, two of two stronger guys first, mm -hmm. and then you think, oh, they're just going to follow the pattern and get rid of the third. But they actually get rid of Jatia, and I guess the, the Jatia in this case would be a Tiffany. Yeah. I could see it happening. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Davey, in our last few minutes, I want to ask you now superlatives that are. Davy style superlatives. So, two just last two. Who do you think is the most likely later in the game to play an idol on their ally at Tribal Council? Okay, man, and I don't want to seem like I'm being biased to Xander, but I really like the guy, and he seems so trustworthy. I'm not saying that I would see him playing an idol on anyone on the uh, the tribe that he's on right now, but. You know he's 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 went to the summit. He met Danny. He met JD. Um, he he's making people laugh with the freaking butterfly phrase. I could see him. You know he's got the charm that he can make some more allies when he hits merge. And I don't know. He just seems like the type of person that if he sees that one of his allies is in trouble and he's okay, that he might mix it up just to send someone else home. So my vote's gonna be for Xander. Yeah, I, I think Xander's a good pick. I think I, and it's almost like the three that went to the summit would almost be like the three people I'd be pinpointing here. I think yeah. Danny, Danny also. You know, uh, Danny's a good answer. Yeah. He, seems, he seems pretty trustworthy. Kind of like, again, was very straightforward with the uh, answers on that. I think he'd be willing to do it as well, especially like to gain trust. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And and it's something that just hit in my mind because I was thinking about Christian because I played, played an idol for him. We yeah. were talking in the David versus Goliath group, group chat this week and um, I said Christian would be the only one that could say that butterflies thing and nobody would raise any suspicions on. It would either be him or Pat because Pat used to just say crazy shit like that all the time. Yeah, man. But anyone else would raise suspicion trying to do that butterfly thing. <laughs> Well, well, Christian would also be like the Voce in this situation where uh, where Jeff says shot in the dark is 17% and a, a Voce or a Christian would say, actually, Jeff, it's 16.6667. Him and Gabby had a moment like that with Jeff uh, really? on the uh, beam challenge where oh. uh, Jeff said something and Gabby was like, that's redundant, Jeff. And Christian did something, uh, you know, in support of that. But yeah, you're totally right. It would definitely be crazy. 
that tribe doing that. And that's one thing, guys, that I said, like, it was one of those tweets that I left in the draft. I was like, See, Voce, that's why you don't correct Jeff because he starts to pick on you then. And he would pick on when Christian would uh you know uh correct him in that sort of fashion. Jeff would Jeff would he wasn't just very nice to Christian sometimes. I'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love I love that. Yeah. Uh all right, so then our last superlative we have for you is a fun one. Uh okay. who would be the most likely to survive? On the Walking Dead from this cast. Oh, I love it. Okay, can I give a male and female answer? How about of that? Of course. Absolutely. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with the male. We got to go with Brad, man. He's a freaking cow farmer. You know, on the Walking Dead, the one of the first uh, um, scenarios that they have is on a farm. They are the ones that live so long because they were out there away from the zombies. I think that he has it. He's probably got a zombie apocalypse plan. He's probably already a bit of a prepper. Um, I'm not sure what type of farmer he said he was, but I know I that. Think he's a, I, I think he's a cattle rancher. Cattle, a cattle rancher. Okay, yes. That's like perfect, man. So he's probably, you know, I don't know what part of the country he's from, but he's probably stacked, you know, in the. He's the uh, first, Davey, he's the first contestant from Wyoming. That's where he's from. Dude, Wyoming is the perfect place for you to live in the zombie apocalypse. I'm pretty sure the population isn't as high there. Um, you've got all of these large fields. You can survive. Yeah, yeah, it's it's Brad. It's Brad totally. Um, as far as the women's concerned, let me think about it for a moment. Okay, it's gonna either be out of Sydney and Jeannie for me because you know, you saw Sydney on the first episode. She's going after the crabs. She's doing crazy things like that. I could, I could see her uh, being an asset on my zombie apocalypse team. Um, with Jeannie, you know, I just, I, we don't know too much about her, but I can tell she can get it out of much. She's got a little grit with her. So out of the two, I think I'll, I'll go with Sydney. So Sydney and Brad, yeah. <laughs> Brad, uh, I think Brad also like didn't he didn't wasn't they didn't he say he survives like a uh, uh, like explosion or something? Yes, like that? yes, like, something or, crazy something, like that. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, I, love Brad, that. I mean, Brad was even saying that he was watching JD and Ricard from the bushes, and he's like, "I'll close my eyes so they they don't see my gaze." Dude, I love that. That's so real, though. You know how you might be looking right. at a cute girl and she'll. Look up. Yeah, that's real, <laughs> dude. <laughs> exactly. It's real. It's real. Uh, so, Dylan, that's all the superlatives I have. Thanks for playing that, Davey. No problem. Yes. No, thanks for coming up with that. That was fun. Yeah. Yes, for sure. And, Davey, thank you for coming on to the podcast. Obviously, first guest of the year, and it went great, obviously. So, you a know, fun. yeah, a lot of fun. What other survivors have you guys had on your podcast? So, we, we had uh, we had Kelly Wentworth, was our last okay. guest, but that was all the way back. Uh, like final six of winners at war. So it's, it's wow. been a while. Yes. Yeah, oh, so, and then we also had Elaine on Aaron, okay. from that, Aaron from that season and yeah. Dom as well. Nice. Dom, oh, yeah. that's a, that's a cool crew, man. I love yeah. all of those guys. Nice. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Looking forward to getting more guests on obviously. Uh, mm. And yeah, thank you once again for coming on uh, to everyone watching. Be sure to like this video, subscribe to this channel. If you haven't already follow us on Twitter uh, Instagram at Soul Survivor Pod. Uh, also, be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify. Leave us a five star rating and review. And also, be sure to donate to Hearts of Reality under Dave's name in the link below. 
Thanks, guys. I just, let me just plug my socials real quick. Okay. Uh, Instagram, you see it right here. I am Davey. <laughs> I'm on Twitter. I tweet Davey. I'm on Twitch. I twitch Davey. I'm on Snapchat. I snap Davey. And then I'm on TikTok, which is the one that's giving me the most trouble because it's so hard. But I'm on there as I hate Davey. Uh, just a play on words. I don't hate <laughs> <laughs> But hey, man, thank you guys for allowing me to be your first guest, um, allowing me to come on here and just fill my brains. And also shout out to Hearts of Reality. Um, and thanks to anyone who uh, plans to donate or will we'll donate in the future. Thank you, guys. I, this was so fun. <laughs> yeah, thank yep. you. Absolutely love it. All right. We will see everyone tomorrow for our recap, episode three uh, recap at around 9.15 Eastern time. So looking forward to seeing everyone there. Yeah, looking forward to it. Yep. Peace.